welcome to another episode of the Nor the Merrier podcast. We are your hosts, Annie and Jesse. Nor, we're so glad that you're here. Today, we are going to be talking all about burnout, what that looks like, how we can recover from it. But uh, before we get into that, Jesse, what's on your mind? So, opening day of baseball is tomorrow. Woo! And it made me think, like, how have we not invented weather controlling machines yet? It feels like something that would have been invented by now, right? I don't agree with that. We understand the science of weather, right? Do we, though? How often are weather forecasts actually correct? I guess that's... I guess that's a thing. <laughs> I guess we are quite about wrong about that, but I don't know. It just feels like... I'm not a meteorologist. Like, that's not, that's not a dig on meteorologists. It seems like a very complex thing to predict, let know. alone control. This is this is obviously like a classic. Like I feel like this is a TV show bit, maybe, but like it feels like some billionaire would have figured out how to control the weather by now. But I don't know. I'm just picturing Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. That's really <laughs> that's all I'm picturing. Because the Yankees already got rained out. What? They got rained Hasn't out already. Yet. Yeah, it's gonna rain tomorrow. So they were just like, eh, we're gonna play Friday. Hmm. But yeah. Just like picturing like a de- dehumidifier with, with, with uh, I was going to say wings. No, a jetpack? Propeller. A helicopter with a dehumidifier attached to it. Oh. Just like suck up all the humidity in the clouds. Oh my gosh. This <laughs> sounds like a story that, not that a, like a five-year-old would know what a dehumidifier is, <laughs> but like, you know how kids come up with crazy, crazy things, so... I like that. Keep using your childlike imagination. I think that's going to lead the world in, in good places. Thanks. Yeah. I, I don't mean that in a rude way. <laughs> that yeah. sounded rude. I just mean, like, imagination is a good thing. Yeah. So, wait, that, that's, you know, the best inventors are the ones who imagine helicopter dehumidifiers. Yeah. So, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm excited that uh, MLB kind of worked out all their issues and... We're, we're getting ready to jump into the season. So, ooh, that reminds me. I need to sign up for fantasy baseball. Oh, yeah. Is it you too said late? You going to do that now. Okay. Only because I feel like being involved in fantasy sports makes me actually pay attention to things. And you really enjoy talking about sports. And the one year I did fantasy baseball when we were in college, I actually kind of started understanding some of the stats that you like to tell me about. So in an effort to be more involved in what you are passionate about, I will sign up for fantasy baseball. I'll do that right after this. Yeah, two... You're going to have to help me pick a cool team name, though. You're really going to do it after this? Oh, do I have to, like, draft everybody? Yeah. Um, like I'll do it tomorrow. Do <laughs> okay. 2 p.m. is when the first game starts tomorrow. Okay, I can do it before then. Sweet. Not that you have to do it before then. But... Uh, I will. I'll get it done. It'll be great. Anyways, cool. Anything else on your mind other than helicopter dehumidifiers? No, that was it for now, I guess. Oh, okay, cool. Um, well, for me, what's on my mind is just the fact that I sincerely love thrift stores. Like, I just love them. Um, I, I tend to, to try to err on the side of being more environmentally conscious and supporting brands and companies that, 
use sustainable practices and all these sorts of things. And so I, I actually very rarely buy things new. There's like a few things that you really shouldn't buy used. So there are some things that I knew, but I try to get almost everything secondhand. And um, it's just, it, it's like these shiny gates open and it's like, come in, everything is great. You know, because one, everything's cheaper in thrift stores. Yes, to save money. But also, when it's secondhand, pretty much anything you buy secondhand is environmentally conscious. Because if people didn't buy it or repurpose it or whatever else, it's just going to end up in the trash. Mm -hmm. And so, it's like, you don't have to worry about that here. Come on in, friend. You can buy anything. I mean, you know, budget permitting, but... So yeah, I just like, it makes me really happy. The other week, I went and got some clothes from the thrift store. I got like a big haul of stuff, like three pairs of jeans, a belt, a shirt, and a sweater for like 50 bucks, which like typically like one pair of jeans is pretty much 50 bucks. But I go through jeans so quickly that uh, I just figured it was best to buy them secondhand, especially because then I'm not mad if I'm like, hey, I just spent 50 bucks on this one pair of jeans and they already, you know, ripped or wore out or whatever else. So that's just my little spiel of uh, thrift stores. But I had to go to a thrift store to get something for work today. But I'm planning on going back tomorrow because on my quick trip in to grab something and peruse, there were lots of other things that caught my eye in the home decor section and the clothing section. There's some things that I might need. I try not to just buy things willy-nilly, you know? We you, really just need them. You, you try. Uh, what? Uh, you think I buy things willy-nilly? No, but... I'm pretty calculated about my purchases. You, you're you're very close to being a hoarder. I'm not a hoarder. Okay, listen. Listen. No, I'm not a hoarder. I simply see the best in things... And I want to repurpose them and find them a good home and saying, or dispose of them responsibly. If we had the space, the more space we have, it's just going to get filled with stuff because you're like, we have the space. <laughs> no, it won't. Yes. All right. That's to be determined. Anywho. Cool. Well, anything else that you wanted to add before we jump into it? Nope. Awesome. Well, like I said, today we are talking about burnout and... Burnout is something that I am actually very passionate about talking about because it has really impacted my life and it was something that I went through um, hardcore <laughs> last year and unfortunately now it's something that Jesse is going through as well. So um, I think burnout is a lot more common than people realize, especially in the modern day and age where there's just such a big lack of boundaries between work and home and all these different things. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know that burnout is what it was. Like, I didn't know that at first. And once I kind of pinpointed that burnout is what I was struggling with and I was able to look into it more, it actually was very helpful for me to put language to a lot of things and kind of just, like, make a plan of, you know recovering from that and so it's super common but I feel like it's not talked about a lot so I think it's important to talk about it but I also 
Jesse, because you're kind of in the midst of this now. Um, just kind of wanted to check in with you and, and talk with you about it, too. Yeah, um, I think this little chart is kind of helpful here. Oh, I lost it, of course. I guess it was like the difference between stress and burnout, you know? Mm, was and, that on helpguide.org? No. Oh. But maybe that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. Okay. Like stress, it says stress is you put in too much effort, or it's burnout is it's hard to put in any effort. And then stress is you feel emotions more strongly. Burnout is your emotions feel blunted. Mm-hmm. Stress, you feel hyperactive and anxious. Burnout, you feel drained and helpless. Stress is you have less energy. Burnout is you have less motivation. And stress takes a physical toll, whereas burnout takes an emotional toll. Hmm. So that's something that, uh, at least to me, I relate. Yeah. Yeah, so burnout really is the result of prolonged stress. Um, So just like bouts of stress or being in the midst of stress looks a lot different than the gradual buildup of all that stress over time. So it is important to distinguish the two. And that can look a little different for each person. So what what would you say burnout looks like for you right now? Yeah, I guess for me, it's it's hard because I feel like I'm so prone to it as somebody who's just runs off of stress and just gets stressed by everything and anything. And for me, I guess when, I, when it's really hitting me is like, it feels like there's this cycle of like to do's and I'm just like I have to hit them all and then if I miss one it feels like I I have no space and time to catch up and then like even if I do hit them all it feels like it took everything out of me to hit all those goals and then all of a sudden it's like yes I hit all the goals today and now I'm done and and crash and and like feeling like I can't recover you know Mm -hmm. and just feeling like I just want to sleep yeah yeah so kind of like almost just like doing the bare minimum every day sort of is that what you mean by like the cycle of to do's or yeah just like it feels like it takes everything I have to just like do the little things even Mm -hmm. you know so a lot of times like we call that like survival mode yeah um Yeah, of just, like, doing the bare minimum and just getting through each day. Yeah, like, trying to think about the next day is exhausting. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I have my goal set on the end of the today, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, just, like, a, a big sense of, like, overwhelm mm-hmm. um, and just, like, lack of capacity yeah. almost, it sounds like. Yeah, for me, um, it definitely is similar. A lot of increased depression and anxiety, which I think is where, like, wanting to sleep plays in. Not only because, I mean, sleep partially because you're physically exhausted, but it's, like, beyond recovering from physical exhaustion, and then it just becomes sleeping is easier than dealing with everything else. Um I also experienced just, like, a complete lack of joy. Like, even things that I sincerely enjoyed or was really passionate about in the past, that was 
gone. Um, and I also had a lot of apathy, which is very atypical for me. I'm a, typically a very empathetic person and um, I overthink everything because I want to make everybody happy. I want to please people, which is unhealthy to an extent. But knowing that that's how I typically function, to then see myself in this apathetic form where I'm saying, I don't care, you know, and, and that, that was actually very dangerous, um, for a lot of my relationships, a lot of just the things I did in my professional life and, and whatever else is, I just didn't have the capacity to care about anything. And so it was very much just like surviving day to day. Um, and definitely that, that sense of feeling hopeless that you had read off of that. Yeah, and, like, that's another thing I wrote down is, like, choosing sleep over fun. Mm -hmm. Like, today even, I came home and I, I played video games for, like, a half hour, 45 minutes, and it was like, no, I, I'm just going to go take a nap. Yeah. And... Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I know It it definitely is just something that sneaks up on you and you don't really recognize it until it's gotten to a point that it's just very intense and, and hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. So how, because you are currently walking through this, how can I help you? Or I guess it could also, it could give someone encouragement how they could help someone else if, if they know that someone they love is going through burnout how can I help you while you're walking through this? Yeah, I feel like for me personally, like getting overwhelmed is something that I struggle with 24-7, burnout or not. So like just focusing on like maybe one thing at a time or like just breaking things down and it's really hard, but trying to block out all the other things that I have to do mm -hmm. and like, you used this trick a couple nights ago. You were like, asked me if I could unload the dishwasher. <laughs> In an attempt to get you to clean the entire kitchen. Uh, but it, it was fine, you know. Once I'm done unloading, like, it was good. I was in the rhythm and I was like, might as well just do these dishes anyways, even if you didn't suggest it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like sometimes like that getting started is the hardest part when you don't have that motivation yeah it's tough but like once you get that ball rolling it makes it easier mm -hmm. I distinctly remember um one time last year where I was just having a really bad day and I think I had like verbally said out loud I, I said like I know getting up and exercising will help me but I just can't do it yeah and you you, I think, even, like, picked out my workout clothes for me. I think you even put my hair in a ponytail for me. Like, I, I was, but, like, you were trying to take care of all of the, the prep work that just feels overwhelming because even if you, like, let's say I want to go work out, you know, there's still a few steps you need to take before you get there. And so I think you were just trying to help me, um, not feel so overwhelmed by all the little steps, but just getting started 
And I think you said, like, once you, you know, just get up and get dressed or mm-hmm. get up and get changed into these clothes and that will help, like, you know, propel you into what you know will be helpful to you, even though you don't want to do it right now. Yeah, because I think that is, like, one of the bigger differences is, like, when you're burnt out, like, the little things are the are the hard things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the workout it's not the workout that seems hard it's the getting up that's hard like that's that shouldn't be like you know getting dressed and like opening your computer and like logging in and like like why like that shouldn't be the hard part you know mm-hmm. but it is yeah yeah um what did you mean by blocking out you mentioned like blocking out helping to block out the other things that might be overwhelming and helping you focus on one thing how how can I do that? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Like sometimes, sometimes like just getting started, I think does help block that out. Or like maybe like playing music, and sometimes I I rely on that too much. Maybe it's just like music and podcasts and like just occupying my brain to just be like stop freaking out, so mm-hmm. I can function. Yeah. But, I don't know. I guess if it gets me through, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so helping you to break things down into small steps and uh, just focus on one thing at a time. What else can I do to help? I guess another thing that I need to just be okay doing is just taking a short walk. Like, even if it's at work. Just, like, getting up and either walking around the office or just taking a short walk outside, like, I don't know, even if it's just a minute or two, just to, like, reset, you know, Mm. I think can be helpful. Yeah. Instead of just, I I guess it's just, like, I feel like I get stuck in my own ruts Mm -hmm. and just being, being okay with just... (laughs) taking a walk and resetting I guess is the word yeah so is that something that you could like set an alarm on your phone to remind you to do or um are there any tools that you could use to like kind of stay on top of that and remind yourself yeah I mean you know if, if I need to I guess an alarm is something that I can do like you know you set it for like every hour or something yeah but yeah. Is there even like anybody at work that would go on a walk with you? Or are you, like are you looking for alone time to reset? I don't know. I feel like that could be I don't know, I guess. It's something I could try, you know? Yeah. And that is something that's been helpful about being back in the office mm-hmm. is like other people around to like just go out for conversation quick. Yeah. Because at home, it's just so easy just to fall back into bed. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's the opposite effect of, like, the preparation go- to going into the office is a lot of extra work, you know? Mm. Like, packing a lunch and eating breakfast. And, you know, I can't just, like, sit there and eat my cereal while I do work. Well, I could, I guess, if I brought it to work. <laughs> but you, like, you know, when you're we working... We can stock your mini fridge. When you work from home... You know, you get to sit there and eat cereal, and that time it takes to eat breakfast isn't counting against you, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think if, I mean, if you're comfortable asking any of your coworkers, like, I, one, I think it's good for anybody to get up and take a break, walk around, get some movement, maybe some fresh air or whatever else. Um, but it may also just help to build relationships with your coworkers or, um, yeah, just like help you feel like you're not in it alone or, you know, anything like that. So yeah, just an idea, but I wasn't sure where you were at with that. Great. So taking walks, we definitely have, especially as the weather's been getting better, we've been taking our dog out more frequently together, which mm -hmm. has been nice for me just to go on walks around our neighborhood. Um, just as like, you know, you, me and our dog, I would say as a family, but our cat's not with us. So I guess technically, um, has things like that been helpful for you or you're talking about more like in the middle of your work day? Yeah, I mean, I guess I was talking about more in the middle yeah, okay. of, like, the stress, you know. Yeah, that's okay. Anything else that you think would be helpful? I think something that's been helpful is, you know, we're trying to use Saturday as, like, a Sabbath of, like, rest. And I think th that means being disciplined on Friday night mm -hmm. to, like, get the chores done. Because mm -hmm. it's real tempting to just Friday night just want to sit there and play video games and watch sports and not do that stuff yeah. and then it just piles up and it becomes something you got to deal with on Sunday or you know I think being disciplined and like being disciplined to get ahead of those things so that when I relax I don't have to feel guilty about relaxing I think yeah because like when when you're sitting there worrying about all the stuff that still has to get done when you're trying to relax is not restful mm-hmm so, like, you're wasting your rest, yeah. at least for me. Yeah, no, I I, I can relate to that. I'm sure a lot of other people can, too. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know that you appreciated that aspect of Sabbath, but I'm glad to glad to hear that. Yeah, it, it is good to, to stay on top of that stuff, and just it kind of goes back to, I think, in our episode about rest, we just talked about, like, thinking about the environment that you're resting in and if you are taking specific time to rest that might involve it may like benefit you to prepare that space well for resting so kind of like cleaning like you said mm -hmm. yeah that's good what else i don't know i think i think that's all I that was it okay awesome um, is it okay if I share some things that helped slash are helping me as I'm still kind of recovering from burnout? Yeah. So, um, I will say one therapy has been extremely helpful for me. Um, I think reaching out to people in general is always a good first step. Just telling someone that you're going through burnout or just feeling the way you are. I mean, wherever your mental health is but because burnout really can just cause such a huge increase in depression anxiety all of these different things that can feel so isolating sometimes reaching out to people is really important but therapy because it is a third party person you know the whole point is that they are trying to objectively help you through things 
has been extremely beneficial because some it, there are some things that you know I I don't want to make anyone feel guilty because I feel a certain way or you know make someone feel bad not that they will but it it's helpful to kind of process things with my therapist and get her objective view and just work through that um, to give me some better understanding of what's causing that and where it's coming from and how we can better address it. So therapy is super helpful. Um, friends go along with that, like I said, just not having to do it alone, but also just being willing to be honest and vulnerable with people. Uh, I, I feel like I have really made some quality friendships just through sharing what I'm going through because I think everyone wants to feel safe enough to share what they're going through and sometimes you just have to be the person to take that first step and show that it's okay to be vulnerable because there are some people that it's not okay to be vulnerable around and so leading by example and like just being willing to be honest and vulnerable, it kind of just depends on where you're at because sometimes you might not have the capacity to share just yet, and that's okay. But um, whenever you do have that capacity, I think it's really beneficial to just find some people that you really trust to walk through it together. Um, a huge thing has been new hobbies and new environments, partly because... It's important to find things that do bring you joy, um, which is another process of whenever you feel ready or able to, you know, look for joy again. Because when you're burned out and that joy is gone, it it can almost feel um, not Hope, hopeless. Yeah, like... hopeless or or just like pointless. If you feel like you're not able to feel joy, it can sometimes feel like, what's the point of trying this mm -hmm. if I'm not going to be able to enjoy it? Um, but I think experiencing, specifically trying new things or just maybe even revisiting old things that you used to enjoy that just aren't part of your current circumstances, it helped me to see that there's so much more outside of my current circumstances. So by introducing new things, it, it started to give me hope that I'm not stuck. You know, like it feels like I'm in this little bubble and it's never going to get better. But there's so many other things outside this bubble that I'm just not paying attention to. So let's shift the focus and find new things and eventually you know, it, it really did start helping a lot to just broaden my perspective. And then, of course, exercise and proper nutrition have also been huge because proper nutrition, one, will help with just all of your, your body's systems, but that includes your brain and uh, your ability to produce, you know, healthy brain chemistry and all these different things. Like one of the first things that my therapist actually recommended when I first started seeing her was to take a multivitamin and it actually does help to have like the right vitamins and things. But of course, 
we've been on our own journey of just, you know, eating healthy proportions and eating healthy macronutrients and all these different things. But if, if you're not, if you don't have the capacity to like revamp your whole nutrition, uh, meal planning, whatever else, start with a multivitamin, like give yourself some extra nutrients that can actually help. But exercise too has been huge for me. And I think the exercise for me went hand in hand with the new hobby or new environment because um, I started coaching as a means of shifting my focus and shifting my environment. And the amazing thing about coaching, which I think was just world changing for me, is that by coaching other people, it held me accountable to take care of myself. And so um, I have exercised more consistently in these past in the past year and a half or so than I have in my entire life. And it has been a really lifeline for my mental health is just moving your body, you know, getting those endorphins and really just showing yourself that you're capable, showing yourself that you're strong and just showing up for yourself have been really huge. So those are some things that are helpful to me. Yeah. Working out is is a struggle for me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's like the last thing I want to do. Yeah. But I feel like I need to remind myself that I don't think I've ever worked out and been like that regretted <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like most of the time, like, you work out and you're like, okay, that was worth it. I feel a little better now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's so hard to think about that in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And and that's why, especially when you have that lack of motivation from burnout, you really just have to rely on discipline or other people to help give you a push Um, That's why accountability has just been so uh, life-changing for me is just having a group of people to connect with and hold each other accountable to doing the things that we know will help and are good for us, but we just left to our own devices. We don't want to do it, (laughs) like, you know? Um, But yeah, like you said, it it really is beneficial and, and I don't think I've, I also don't think I've ever looked back and been like, man shouldn't have exercised (laughs) but i guess if you got hurt yeah injury yeah that's true that's true but um but yeah and that's that's part of the proactive ways to prevent burnout is just establishing routines and habits that when if you start to slip into this lack of motivation and hopeless place that you can rely on those habits and routines that you've built up to to help you stay on top of things to take care of yourself and really check in with yourself mm-hmm. yeah anything else that you want to add about that no i don't think so okay well i just have um a few like a list of a few encouragements that came to mind that have been helpful for me as i've navigated this and maybe will be helpful to you as well so feel free to chime in wherever Um, as I had said in the beginning, I think this is a lot more common than people know. So it can be easy to feel that if you are burned out, it's because you are incapable. 
and that's not true. It's easy to think that if you're burned out, it's because you can't handle it and everybody else can. That is definitely a lie that I believed for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's a lie that almost fuels you to try harder, which is just going to make everything worse because it can feel like, oh, everyone else is handling this and I'm not. I, I just need to try harder. And that's not healthy. So that to say that it's much more common than you think. And there's nothing wrong with you if you are burned out. So don't believe those lies. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the second thing I had is to give yourself grace. So I know even earlier tonight when we were talking about doing this episode, you said, I'm sorry for being such a mess. And I will say it again that you do not need to apologize. And you shouldn't have to apologize. I think if you are able to be honest enough that you can share your messy parts with people, that is something to be applauded, not something to apologize for. And so I'm thankful that you're able to tell me where you're at and communicate because I don't want you to go through it alone. And I hope that, you know, there are some other friends that you can connect with and, and walk through that with as well. But just give yourself grace because burnout is such a devastating place to be. And because no one talks about it, people don't know what it is until it's too late. And then people don't know how to recover from it. Mm -hmm. And it can just feel like this cycle. So it's okay. Um, Just take it one step at a time, one day at a time. And I'm here to help. So Uh, the third thing I had is cling to Jesus. Obviously, this applies to any circumstance in life. But I literally wrote, cling to Jesus. He can restore our souls more than any self-care ever could. So that has, above everything else, my faith has been the most restorative part of this journey. In really getting to know who God says I am and what is considered quote-unquote good enough um it's just been it's been really amazing to kind of look at the the walk that I've been on the last year with that and so that's my encouragement to you is just spend time getting to know Jesus and what he says about you and how much he loves you and um all of the grace and forgiveness and love that he has for everyone so um fourth thing I had is don't keep it to yourself which we kind of already touched on but just keep me updated you know I I will obviously be annoying and check in with you every single day because we are married and we live together but if this if um you know you're not married or you don't live with someone else just don't keep it to yourself um find a friend Talk to somebody and just uh, just keep updating people as it goes. And you are not a burden. So that is another thing that can be common to think and feel. But you are not a burden for simply sharing what you're going through. 
Um, another thing I had is when you feel able, start prioritizing things that bring you joy. So that might be a slow process as you recover, but joy really should be a priority. And I think in our modern culture, we prioritize work and success, whatever that means. And, you know, the hustle and all these things over joy and community and just the simple things in life. And I think we really need to flip that because mm -hmm. that is what's leading to so much burnout in everybody. Um, and then lastly, I just said, find a new spark or a new passion while the old ones are on the back burner. So maybe you are not, you know, capable of continuing with whatever is burning you out and you need to find something new. Um, and that's okay. Maybe someday those things will come back and you'll be able to feel passionate about them again. But for now, like, be brave and try something new and just, uh, you never know what, what's out there and what people are out there that really could change your life and make everything so much better. So those were just my list of encouragements. Any thoughts on those? Um, yeah, I, I think that's helpful. Um, I think sometimes like new things for me are scary. Mm-hmm. And that's something I can struggle with, but like, I don't know, just saying that made me think of like disc golf and like, why did, why did I even try disc golf in the first place? I don't know, but like, I've met so many great people because of it and it's something that brings me a lot of joy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just cause it's like something I tried yeah. know, four years ago now, maybe. Probably more. Yeah. We played it in college. Yeah, so it was more than we'll be married for four years. I guess yeah. This year, so it's more than four years ago. Math, <laughs> yeah. math and time. Numbers are hard. Yeah, and that's awesome. Like I, I love that disc golf has been such a good outlet for you, and you have made a lot of good friends there. So, and there might be some people that don't even know that disc golf exists, <laughs> but it's a great hobby. Um, or, you know, if you want to go pro, it's a great career, I guess. I don't know. I don't know much about that. But, um, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. But, yeah, just, like, thinking about how, like, something new could lead lead to that big change in your life, you know, that you needed. And it's just, like, you never know. Mm -hmm. Just the hopefulness of new. Yeah. I, I need to focus on that and not the scary. Yeah. Don't let all the things outside your bubble overwhelm you, but let it give you hope that what you are currently doing is not the only way to live your life. You know, mm -hmm. there are so many things out there. And, you know, for example, I never would have imagined that I am where I am right now. You know, I, I dreamed for basically my whole life of one career and then that fell apart because I got burned out. And when I left, I had been chasing that career my whole life. And it felt like, what else am I supposed to do? What else am I qualified to do? You know, like, this is what I've been pursuing and specializing in. Um, 
but it's it's been cool to see the opportunities that God has put in front of me and just the ways that everything has kind of worked together to now where I get to work multiple jobs that I love. And if you had told me this is where I was going to be, like I never would have believed you, but it, it really is much better and more fulfilling than anything I would have imagined for myself. Because it's easy for us to get fixated and just have a narrow perspective when mm-hmm. really there's so much out there that we may not even know about, but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Thanks for sharing and uh, processing through some stuff. So, yeah, I'm here for you, hundred percent. Thanks. Yeah, I really do appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. I don't know where I'd be without you. Oh, hashtag marriage. <laughs> Um, we're a team, so we got each other's backs. Yeah. So did you have anything for what's next? No. Okay. I didn't have too much because I feel like a lot of this topic is really just centered around Yeah. ways to slowly over. There's no like, you know, magic mm-hmm. test or product or anything. But I will say that as I was looking things up, to better articulate what I had experienced or ways to help recover. There is a really helpful article on helpguide.org about burnout, which is actually the table you were reading. I'm pretty sure it's from that article because it sounded really familiar. Um, But I'm going to link that in the show notes just for anyone who is either curious about burnout whether you feel like you yourself are burning out or if you feel like someone you know may be struggling with this um it just put it in like really easy to understand language in comparisons um so i will link that article it gives a lot of good suggestions of ways to recover and ways to take care of yourself throughout this process Um, And then otherwise, I just want to encourage you again to tell someone and not to go through this alone. If if you are burned out or you are on a path to burnout, don't go through it alone. Tell somebody, reach out to somebody. You can always reach out to either one of us. Um, You can check out the show notes to find mine and Jesse's personal Instagrams and Um, our Facebook page, but this really is something that I'm so passionate about. And, you know, it's not something I ever want someone to have experience with. So, you know, I'm sad that you have experience with it now, Jesse, because Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to have to go through this. But hopefully we can use those experiences to just help encourage people and be there for people to help you feel like, you know, you're not alone. So... That was pretty much all I had. Okay. We're done? I guess so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you for listening this week. Um, you can check out the show notes for, like Annie said, our, our social media details as well as anything we talked about during the episode. Uh, remember that you're not alone and have a good week. Bye. Bye.